2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
3: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host... Our heroes were on their way to the Thiefies, but they found themselves trapped on an island surrounded by tornadoes. Will the mysterious Tornado Town terrence help them escape? What mysterious forces oppose them? Will Butthole and Moonhammer work things out? Find out next on Dumb Dumbs and Dragons!
4: the spectral hammer doesn't wink at you it kind of starts drifting back and away and then it kind of sassily snaps out of existence
0: oh <laughs>
3: oh no No, no. Uh, And then I just keep yelling the word no really angrily. And I just sort of walk down the beach because I don't need the rest of them to have to deal with this. So Goblin Jr. kind of follows me, but at like a bit of a further back distance because he knows I ain't doing so good. He's like a mom with a little kid having a temper tantrum at the park where you don't want to engage, but you don't want them to hurt themselves so you supervise. So I'm just in the distance going like, "No! no, 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 no. no, no, and just cycling through every no in existence. Butthole is unknowingly and several centuries too early creating a voice demo reel.
1: <laughs> Amazing.
3: What are the rest of you
2: doing? I'm going to check in on Alan, make sure she's okay after that little fight. You, you all right there, Alan?
1: Oh, I'm great.
2: Yeah? I saw you handle yourself pretty well there. Did you have crazy red eyes?
1: Well, Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. That's just new for me.
1: Oh, Uh, you haven't seen that before, right? No. That's a thing that you do? I can suck the life force out of people. Jesus Christ.
2: Okay. Cool, I guess. Uh,
1: I I didn't want to kill anyone.
2: No. No. Obviously. Where's that
1: guy's head? It got magic missiled.
2: Oh. See, I have seen that. So that makes sense. That tracks. Hello there, uh, sir. Thanks thanks for helping us out there uh, back when we were kind of just coming to. Did I catch your name are you is your name Tornado Town Terrence
0: So I'm I'm sitting cross-legged next to the remains of Manson hair <laughs> engaging in conversation with him. Like a one-sided conversation right. in my head. I hear the other side of the conversation. Uh, so when Quinny comes up to me, I kind of notice him and stand up and like brush the sand off. And I go, all right, I'll catch you later, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and oh. I turn and go, that's right. Tornado Town Terrence, uh, former monk of the Valley of the Winds.
2: Well, well, hi, uh, hi there, my name is uh, Quinny Brownbarrow. This over here is Alan. Hey. Um,
0: no, no, no. No! And then I, I look at what's happening over there and I kind of like nod knowingly. Like, I've been in that argument before. <laughs> like, this is like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: tracks, tracks. That's butthole farch.
1: Can I, can I try something here just to get butthole back to us? Sure. I want to try to benign transportation and switch places with butthole so he just comes right back. <laughs> but now you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, just wait a second. Just think of it because you have to be willing you have to be willing. To I think he's
3: me. so busy yelling "no" that whatever happens happens. Like he's not going to fight <laughs> so, it.
1: So just feel a little kind of urge to be like, "Oh, you're going to go back? You're going to go back?" And then you would like disappear and pop where I was, and then I missed you step back right away as my bonus. Action. So now <laughs> I'm standing. He's like,
3: "This is butthole farts." So I'm like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> he just to the left, and Goblin Junior, uh, seeing Alan just appear in front of him, like sits down and growls a
1: little bit. <laughs> Come on, he's,
4: he's
3: uh, having a hard day. Say,
1: come on, buddy, it's okay. Just come on back to us.
3: He chills out and comes back. I am just standing there, and I just sit down like cross-legged and fold my arms, and I'm just fuming.
0: I look over and I see for the first time. I notice that there's a wolf with them, and I kind of get like a like a wide-eyed look in my eyes and go, "Oh, you you brought an eaten wolf and." uh <laughs> And, like, kind of, like, look at them, like, is that dinner? Oh, sort of thing. no, no, oh. He, he's kind of more like a,
3: a mascot wolf. Well, I, I mean, this wolf is wearing full chainmail. Like, he's, he's, he's armored. And I'm, I'm sitting like, there, oh, and I'm I, like, uh, yeah, yeah, he likes to eat. <laughs> he's an eaten wolf. I, I
0: just assumed the armor was, like, the cooking vessel that you uh, you would you roast him in. But uh, I don't know. That I, that's that's just what I interpreted it as. This okay. is the <laughs>
3: wolf. <laughs> this is the only saint of my religion. <laughs> Saint, mascot, you get it, right? There's no difference between those two things. (laughs) That's why they put them on
2: shirts, (laughs)
3: paintings and such. Hey, so,
2: uh, Mr. Uh, Town Terrence? Full
0: name, please. Tornado Town Terrence. Sure, (laughs) I
2: apologize. Tornado (laughs) Town Terrence. Um, Can you explain this? And I point to the raging cyclone that appears to be... All around our island.
0: So I, I kind of look, and again, for the first time, kind of <laughs> notice it as though I hadn't noticed that the cyclone is completely surrounding the island. I go, oh, Stormy! Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's the thing that's keeping us on this island forever, you know. Same old, that old chestnut. Tornado Town Terrence, that is
2: unacceptable. I don't know if you know this, but the thiefies are coming up. Mm-hmm. I have to be somewhere. We have to get off this island.
0: I kind of look at mine and I go, well, everybody's somewhere. And then as though, like, <laughs> I've just said something incredibly profound um, and has responded to it. And then I, I noticed that that doesn't do it for you. I go, all right, well, why don't we go retire over to my uh, my little shelter over there and I can fill you in on what's going on.
3: I, I would appreciate that.
0: Come along, right. gang.
3: <laughs> and the gang did. And I'm, uh, with I'm, butthole tracking, I assume, behind. Yeah, I'm falling slowly behind. I'm like patching myself up and muttering angrily.
4: <laughs> Something we're going to do on this, this adventure, generally speaking, uh, you guys take a lot of rests and it means you're often way too fresh for each encounter. So the deal with this adventure is is time is a bit of the essence. Yeah, so the are coming the up. The fifis are coming right up. around the goddamn corner. Uh, so as a result, uh, I'm going to limit the amount of resting you can do okay, quite considerably. Cool. So you've got a little bit of a respite here with uh, Tornado Town Terrence. Because um, we're doing things a little bit differently, I'm going to allow you to regain things you've cast... Short of one. So basically knock one slot off of whatever you've used and uh, we'll carry on from there. You retire to uh, Tornado Town Terrence's shack. Uh, you want to tell us about your shack there?
0: It's made entirely out of driftwood and it's leaning against a rock face. So there's a, a rickety door that's just uh, palm fronds um, <laughs> mm-hmm. to get in. And on the inside, it's all sorts of things you would find on islands. So like coconuts and like pieces of wood. And like weird sand sculptures that like kind of resemble furniture, um, and everything has a face on it. Absolutely, everything has a painted face on it. And and like differences, so one has a mustache, and one's a very pretty lady. Um, but everything in the room, every piece of furniture, has a face on it. It's like a Pee Wee's Playhouse of insanities. <laughs> That's right.
2: Yeah. So Quinny steps through the entryway of your of your shack. And sees all the baubles and trinkets around and makeshift furniture and how there are faces on everything. And immediately like does a 180 to face you and be like, hey, so what's your
0: story, uh, Tornado Town Terrence? Do we need to have a talk about all the faces in here? And I opened up the palm fronts. I let everyone in. And I go, oh, I always forget. I mean, I've told this story to all my friends here so many times that uh, I keep forgetting not everyone knows. So why don't you join me over in my billiard room? And and we walk over to a completely indistinguishable portion of the very small shack uh, that's not sequestered in any way. And uh, I, like, gesture towards some stones for everyone to sit on.
3: I wander over at at the back of the group, uh, and I look to the left and see the prettiest lady face. And I go, oh, sorry, ma'am. And then I I wander over, and I and I sit down and I'd say, listen, having a bit of a tiff
0: with the deity, but I'm not going to let that ruin today.
3: Let's hear your story, new friend.
0: So I engage in a, a long rambling speech about my background with a lot of digressions that I won't actually do here because it takes hours. But the gist of it, I, I, I basically eventually get to the to the meat of the story and I go, well, you know, originally I'm from the Valley of the Winds and I was a member of the Wind Monks over there. And uh <laughs> Well, uh, the wind monks were stationed in all the various towns and villages in the valley, and our our job was to protect each of the villages from the rogue tornadoes and hurricanes and cyclones that plagued the whole valley. Anytime a tornado approached a city, we were supposed to warn the populace so that they would uh, hide, and then we would go out and wrestle that tornado (laughs) with our bare hands and steer it away and save the city. And then I get, like, really, really quiet, and I kind of, like, look around and like a sad look on my face and I go where well, one day biggest damn tornado I ever saw came hurtling down the valley towards tornado town, which is where I was stationed. And, and well, uh, I missed it. And I, I didn't warn them in time. And it just, <laughs> it tore through the whole, the whole town. And when, when the, the order of the wind monks learned about it, the exile being this, and they said I couldn't fight tornadoes no more. <laughs> and I kind of like get silent and sob. And my chest kind of heaves because I'm, I'm, I'm crying quietly.
2: Quinny looks at both Alan and Butthole and doesn't say it, but with his eyes says,
3: this guy's crazy. And Butthole gives his eyes back and he's like, I know, I like him. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, 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 buddy, you're going to be okay. You want to know why? I saw you fight a lady. You pushed a blind lady into a tree and she died. You're <laughs> you're still a man You've who so can win it. those battles.
0: And I kind of I kind of perk up and get really happy immediately. It's like you're right. And then I get up and I start pretending to cook something, like complete <laughs> pantomime, as though I'm actually cooking something for real.
3: And I just say, "Great job." Looking forward to that. Uh, so how do we get off the island? Any chance you could
0: fight the
3: tornado surrounding this island? And
0: I said, "Oh no, no. See, that's uh, that's one of them there." special tornadoes. Uh, I can't access it in order to, to fight it. See, the problem is, and what brought me here is that, well, uh, I figured that I could get back in the good graces of the wind monks if I could just bring them a portion of the, the wind god uh, that would protect the entire valley from tornadoes. And, you know, I rode the rails and wandered the roads for many years until eventually I found my way to this island where the wind god's temple is, but I just couldn't figure out a way to get off. And and, and, and now we're stuck here. And then again, I get into like a deep brooding depression. As, as he sort of descends
4: into depression, he's mumbling to you about this uh, this wizard who who arrived and uh, promised to get everyone off the island. But in order to do that, you need the wind gods thing. But old Tornado Town Terrence didn't trust this guy. As far as you can throw him, and he can throw him pretty far. So we trusted him a lot. Didn't,
3: well, yes. <laughs> you trust him a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly right, okay. Tyler. Yeah, that's where I'm going with that. And uh, I say, oh my God. Uh, and I stand up and start miming the same cooking because I don't want it to burn while he's sitting down sadly. <laughs> Jesus. Amazing. What uh,
4: Tornado Town Terrence is eventually able to uh, relay to you is that part of the wind god was laid to rest here and has uh, tremendous power over the storms. And uh, if you're able to help him in his quest, he might be able to get you off the island Uh, However, there's currently a wizard who he doesn't trust, has convinced the other castaways to help him and is in the the process of uh, raiding the temple. I mean, if anyone's going to raid the
3: temple, it should be us, right? I agree. And while I say this, I hand Quinny an invisible plate of food that I've scraped out of a pan and I wait for him to take it. I do not take it. And then I, I, I
1: reach over and take some.
3: Oh, and I say, excellent, yeah. thank you. And, and just I just kind
1: of glare at Quinny. And
3: then I actually <laughs> reach beside Quinny and unfold an invisible folding table and put it in front of him and then just put his plate on that. And then I give a plate to Tornado Town Terrence and I set one down below Gobbin Jr. I take mine and I'm like, all right, so step one, let's do this.
0: Uh, I tuck a stone into the imaginary table and like tuck an imaginary handkerchief <laughs> into my neck and just like dig in.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm chowing down. Butthole, can you please roll me... You're going to make me roll for my physical work? <laughs> yep.
4: Uh, we're going to need you to roll me a, a performance
3: check, please. Butthole. 18
4: total. And can the rest of you please roll me... Let's go with a perception check, please. 10 for me. 18. 15. Quinny and Alan, he, you know what? It, it, the, he followed all the steps that it would take to make that meal. Uh, and obviously, there's no meal in front of you, but you can kind of see what's going on and go with it. Uh, Terrence, he gets it. He really gets you, and he really gets your home. But Whole, your only disappointment is that you can't taste this meal that you know would have been delicious.
3: But I do feel fuller. Mainly because I'm swallowing a lot of air that I will use for farts later. A lot, of course. Uh, Goblin Jr. is eating the mime crumbs uh, that
4: keep dropping off the table and begging.
3: And occasionally just licking the faces of the lower level painted rocks because they give him a little bit of a tingle. (laughs) Great.
4: So you share a meal together, uh, you all get to know each other a little bit. You agree that in the morning, you will set off for the secret entrance to the temple that Tornado Town Terrence has found. You pass a sort of uneventful night. The sound of the the constant winds is actually somewhat soothing, Mm. so that's nice. You wake up the next morning, and it is time for action. So what the DM can tell you about what Tornado Town Terrence knows uh, narratively about the wizard, uh, the wizard showed up on the island rather unexpectedly, but not in as much disarray as previous castaways. There is a village uh, on the island called Driftwood that is a community of castaways, basically Basically, um, tons of ships have been thrown up against the uh, the island over the years, and uh, a, sort of a community has formed. The people that you fought earlier are from that community. However, they all, mostly out of desperation, put their faith in uh, the wizard, whereas uh, Tornado Town Terrence wanted none of that. So as a result, he was exiled uh, some time ago and has been uh, living in, Double in the exile. shack ever since he doesn't know much about the wizards. He does know that amongst the cast-offs, there was a military vessel that was thrown up against the island some time ago, so there, the, in terms of the, the bald woman you fought earlier, the monk, there are, there are definitely people who are trained amongst... Hmm. There's rabble, but there's also people who at one point in their life were quite fighters, fighters. And soldiers yeah. and stuff. Okay, They've all set to work excavating the part of the temple that's sort of buried deep in the mountain and have been guarding all of the entrances to that. However, in his journeys, Tornado Town Terrence did manage to find sort of a back entrance that leads in through what seems to be the underbelly of the temple. However, there were horrors lurking within, and he didn't want to attempt it on his own.
3: Okay, so we sort of got two options. We can sneak in through Monster Town with uh, Tornado Town Terrence, or the four of us could just go join this wizard guy's army and help him dig a hole, and then just try to steal it at the end. That sounds good. I do like that. It sounds like the easier way to get closer. Yeah. Uh,
2: I saw, like we all saw, the people we had to fight they had like sticks and rags and stuff like that. I feel like we're not going to be allowed to keep our stuff. What's
3: he going to try to take it? Smush him. How are we going to get close to him if we start threatening to smush him? Listen, I think we're, we're in a real tangled web here. I think we might be better to go with the monsters. <laughs> like, Do you know like, what I know, I, me, and I, I know I, my sword? I, I'm happy to. I, how, does, how does the wind god feel about farting? Because I feel like I'm sort of attacking a god who's sort of allied with my god. So I I respond
0: and go, oh, oh, the the stinky winds. Yes. Well, uh, that's that's kind of a difficult question because it can be used for good or evil. It depends on the person who wields them.
3: So are we planning on stealing the power of the stinky winds? Because that would be a big selling point for me.
0: Oh Well, uh, you know, anyone who enters the temple of the Wind God is able to ask the, the, the Wind God for one favor. And uh, my, my plan was to ask for a piece of its power in order to bring it back to the Wind Valley. But I suppose if you all help me, uh, you can ask it for anything you want.
2: That sounds pretty tempting if it's not completely made up nonsense.
3: <laughs> and I take a knee. You it's hear nothing. real. It is. What? You, I don't. You hear nothing. And I just yell, well, fuck you then. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I'm backing up a friend. Fuck, fuck you. Who are you swearing at? Don't, don't even get into it, you atheist. I mean, sure. All right.
1: Are you yelling at Moonhammer?
3: I'm not having this discussion okay. with a bunch of unbelievers.
1: I, Yeah, no, I am an unbeliever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Is this- say, I'm not a disbeliever. It, I'm a non. Is, is this going
2: to be a problem in like the heat of combat or something? I don't know. That's reassuring. Thanks. Thank you.
4: <laughs> what I like is the Queenie's attitude has always been like your god is bullshit and none of this is real. But then when a question comes up, it's like, well, but I need you to know everything about this magical force that you tap into. That. I assume he can just make up the answer on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I, I'm going to allow you to continue with your prayer rolls. However, in this particular instance, they're going to be mostly butthole, just making gut decisions based on what he thinks. So still roll the dice, still play it that way, but rather than, like, feeling one way or the other, it's like, probably this.
3: I don't know. He sort of does that to begin (laughs) with.
4: (laughs) I know,
0: I'm just...
3: More specifically, yes. It, we'll, it, we'll see. He may just decide to stop doing it. Because it's like keeping calling people when you left a voicemail and they don't call back, but you know they heard it. It's a dick move. It's a <laughs> dick move, Yep. Is. Word. Uh, okay, great. I take out my B- Bugman Stein of bottomless mirth and I bang it on the ground. And then I drink the contents because I, I might be an angry drunk this episode.
4: <laughs> All right. You set off in the morning. Butthole, you definitely would have heard about sort of this part of the world in your... Uh, travels, but it's a, it's much more of a lush jungle island than you, you're used to. Um, the entrance that Tornado Town Terrence found is um, just a, sort of a little bit northeast of your location, so you're making your way through the jungle. Is there anything you want to do
3: en route? I'm going to spend this trip trying to learn from Terrence as much as I can about the Wind God.
1: I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself, okay. just so I have that. I always do that like last minute. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're already in battle, and then I waste an action on it. Um, So I'm going to do that because it lasts for eight hours. And I'm just quietly reflecting. I've been kind of thinking more and more about my experience to be like, maybe I can go to that Mindscape again.
0: As we walk down the path, I'm every once in a while pausing to scoop up like stones and rocks, like kind of weighing them with my hand to see if they feel right. Sometimes I discard them and sometimes I'm popping them uh into like little pockets that I have in my rags, basically just filling up my pockets. How with big rocks. are they? They're like slightly bigger than a rock you'd use to skip over a lake. Okay. But not like not like boulders. <laughs> like, you know, just bigger than the the entire size of your hand, sort of thing. Okay, like baseball oh, rocks. Right. Like yeah, baseball rocks. Yeah, baseball rocks. Okay.
3: yeah I'm sorry. still drinking as we walk. And back at the house before we left, I asked Tornado Town Terrence if he had like which four or five rocks had the most military experience and I had him point them out. So I have five of his rocks with faces on them in my backpack as help.
0: Trinidad and Terrence, what are their names? Uh, One of them is Frank. The uh, other one is uh, Peter Poplar. The third one is old helmet head. The fourth one is the mysterious giant. (laughs) (laughs) And the fifth one is uh, the king of fish. (laughs) (laughs) a mighty mighty
4: unit indeed (laughs) (coughs) and um so uh, Eric, uh, based on what you've been doing, the monk has weapons called darts that are just like mm-hmm. little like throwing weapons. I'm going to say instead for you, those are the uh, the rocks you recruit. Okay. So um, if you want to give me a name and what their what their mission is when you toss them, <laughs> they'll still act as as like uh, ranged weapons. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just let me know who they are and, and how they're attacking. Okay, when you do, sure. it would be
0: great, thank you. I should point out that my character uh, also has named his fists. Oh, oh um, yes, thank For this, you. so his left fist is named uh, Courtney. <laughs> uh and his right fist is uh named oh the mighty bottler the mighty bottler yep courtney and the mighty bottler
3: uh, listen i tornado town terrence i just want to warn you i've put a lot of trust in butlers before and i don't know how close a bottler and a butler is but i feel like it's only one letter away and that really bit me in the ass so just keep an eye on that bottler <laughs> an eye on that right hand
2: i might also ask tornado town terrence uh, i know we're taking a uh a back entrance into the temple that is full of, you know, creatures and things like that. Do those creatures make their home out in the jungle as well? Are we in danger on our way there?
0: I explained that, no, I found the route to the back of the temple before, and I've never actually gone in because I know that once you pass the threshold, that's where the dangers start. But as far as I could tell Mm -hmm. in my brief times that I've gone, I haven't noticed any creatures outside of the temple. He
2: also thinks to himself, like, what does someone with the mindset of Tornado
4: Town Terrence... (laughs) (laughs) Perceived to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'd asked about the wind god. Tornado Town Terrence explains that there are a number of wind deities in the Forgotten Realms. The one that was said to be laid to rest here was actually an elder god, and its time had kind of come to an end. Uh, And unfortunately for the gods, as for humans, the older uh, a deity gets, sometimes it can start to lose its mental faculties. So essentially the god was retired to this island uh, where the temple was built as a place of essentially care and rest for the god where the god would still be worshipped but was out of the way of causing harm and damage. The god gradually lost its mind and it's uncertain uh, what has happened to it, what the state of the god is. His theory on Old Stormy, the, the winds that surround the island, is that the followers of the god May have died, may have uh, just grown old and been unable to continue to bring appropriate tribute to the god. And so as a result, the god now drags people in to try and provide worship, but has no means Mm -hmm. of accurately explaining to them why. The idea of the stinky wind seems like almost a deity adjacent to Moonhammer in some respects. So it's nice to know there are other gods out there other than Moonhammer who might respect your your flatulent ways. Yeah, thank God. Am I right? You hear
3: me? You fuck?
4: You hear wind. (laughs) Butthole, keep it down. I drink again. (laughs) (laughs) You hear me,
3: fuckos?
4: (laughs) After moving through the jungle for a bit, there's a slope. You can tell you've been walking uphill for a little ways. There's a bunch of debris, and there seem to be some, like, broken pieces of wood. The wood doesn't look the same as the palm trees. And the ground seems to have been kind of, like, roughly tossed aside. It almost looks like something large was dragged through here. And Tornado Town Terrence points up ahead and is like, the entrance is up there.
0: I kneel to the ground and kind of, like, touch the trail. A bit and like put my hand to my mouth and then I do it again and then I continue to do it to the point where everyone realizes I'm not doing anything productive. (laughs) I'm literally just tasting parts of the ground and I just continue to do it.
2: If I'm looking at the drag marks,
4: was a ship brought up through here? Um, You can roll me a perception check, please. That is uh, 17. Something large was dragged through here. It could be ship-sized, and there right. are definitely pieces of the ship around. Are the rest of you examining it? I know Butthole's probably drinking. But
3: I'm basically going to keep drinking. I watch the monkey eat dirt for a bit, uh, and then I just start walking ahead. <laughs> i just follow the path. Alan?
1: I'll just do an arcana check to sure. see if any magic has been involved. 18.
4: You don't sense any any magic in the direct okay. area.
2: Oh. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to proceed up to the entrance while uh, Tornado Town Terence. Continues
3: his ritual. I'm I'm already at the entrance, and I look to Quinny and I go, we should scout ahead. This is a job for Peter Poplar. Uh, well, and I take I'll, I'll out, out the rock, and I throw the rock in. <laughs> and I, I scream, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Peter!
4: Peter, being a seasoned military expert, has been on quite a few uh, infiltration <laughs> missions I'm going to roll his stealth check. All right. So he gets a 22 on stealth. Um, he's a, uh, he's point. a well-rounded rock. So, uh, he, uh, he skips down the entrance and, I'll uh, roll his perception check. Uh, so he, he looks around <laughs> and observes many things.
3: Great. I, I, I whisper really loudly into the cave, Peter, what do you see? He's a rock. <laughs> I
1: <laughs> So Quinny, is this just because he's drunk?
3: No, he's an idiot, like always. Oh, okay. I kneel down and pray. Do I hear anything? Yeah. You critically hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I whisper Peter was always a quiet one. <laughs> Guys, Peter's in trouble, uh, and I run into the camp to go save Peter.
1: I run in after him.
3: I wave Tornado
2: Town Terrence to kind of catch up with us and kind of muttering to myself, like, we might as well just sneak in with a marching band. Like, this is ridiculous. And then I I saunter in as well. And I I run after them. Roll for
4: initiative, please.
3: The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have Indicloud back as a sponsor. As Indicloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product Dink Sickles. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the US, were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, We were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot.
4: Greetings loyal citizen of the conglomerata. it is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dumb Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you'd much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case me and my regulators will see you soon.
0: Five.
1: 19.
4: 7. 13. You rush after Butthole and Peter Poplar, weapons drawn, uh, only to find yourselves in an empty room where you don't need any initiative. It, <laughs> despite your worst fears, it's actually okay in here. Butthole, you've picked up Peter Poplar.
3: Yeah, and I look at him and I say, good job, man. I knew this room was clear. You want to know why? Because Peter told me, Quinny, you didn't trust Peter. You're an asshole. Peter Poplar uh, has done many missions in his time, but no one's ever really thanked him
4: before. He feels pretty good
3: about it. Yeah.
4: What the yeah.
1: fuck is going on?
4: <laughs> I get it. Okay, back in the bag with you, Pete. You, you take a rest. You're worth it. Also, uh, Turnover to Town Terrence, feel free to um, translate to any of these folks what uh, your rock companions are saying mm-hmm. since you're, you're the one who can speak
0: to them. Right. So I, I look at everyone and I, um, I kind of like lean into Buttholes Pack to hear Some mutterings going on around the rocks he He goes, "Uh, Peter's a little bit shy, but he was yelling at us, saying that the room is clear. So, um, you know, maybe use one of the other rocks as scouts. Peter's more of a fighter.
3: Oh, okay. Worth noting. Frank, you're on deck. Uh, And then I sling my backpack. The room you're standing in
4: seems to be a uh, sort of a ruined uh, storage room. Mm -hmm. It's open to the uh, elements now. So there's sort of drifts of palm fronds and other things are just kind of around. You can tell that there were sort of a number of barrels and boxes that have been uh, sort of destroyed or worn by by weather. At the north end, there was a door, but the uh, area around the door seems to have been demolished. And there's still the same like dragging marks on the ground.
3: I walk up and I take Frank out of the bag and I just hold his face into the darkness so he can look into the hole.
0: And I lean into here and I go... He says it's dark.
3: (laughs) Unfortunately, Frank
4: doesn't have dark vision. Okay.
0: So I grab a torch out of my backpack. I have 10 torches. Mm -hmm. uh, And I have a tinderbox. So I light the torch. And I take a small little piece of rope. uh, And I take the torch. And I grab Frank from Butthole. And I tie the torch (laughs) to Frank. And then I say, now throw him.
3: And I take. Frank, and I say, Godspeed, you magnificent
0: man. Uh, And I throw him as far down the tunnel as (laughs) I can. And I listen and I, I say, he says it's all clear in here. <laughs> the rock
4: clatters down the way. Um, the torch hits the ground. It almost goes out, but it's still flickering. It's casting illumination into sort of a large hallway that, uh, similar to the entranceway, seems to have been almost, uh, it's like something bore through it. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a little rough, rough shot. There's still those, those, like the drag marks on the ground. It is also illuminating to the left um, an entranceway into the right that seemed to branch off in two separate directions. So, we've got an option of going left or right, basically? Uh, or continuing forward down. Oh, okay, the, okay. Yeah. So, it's not like a T junction. It's. Yep.
3: Yeah. So, I take Moonlight Bringer out and I summon its magical light to function as a torch so we can move Perfect. forward with it. Good.
1: And I just kind of want to listen at each of the entrances just to see if there's anything. Anything we can hear, I mean, we want to follow. So
4: as you step further into the hallway, um, at the far end, uh, at the north end, you can see there is sort of a large cavernous hole that's opened up. You can see far, far beyond it, there's sort of a collapsed hallway. It looks like it would continue on further in, Mm -hmm. but uh, whatever caused the hole seemed to bring the ceiling down, so that way is blocked. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got the hole, you can go down. Um, Do you want to listen to the left or the right?
1: Uh, Let's go left first.
4: Can you roll me a perception check, please?
1: Sure. 11.
4: You don't hear anything, but you can hear sort of a constant noise faintly coming from the right.
1: Ooh, okay. Let's check out over there. <laughs> yep. Okay. 20 total.
4: 20 total, great. You can hear a very soothing and constant sound of winds blowing.
1: Ooh, we got winds to the right.
0: Uh, and I run over. I run over to the doorway and kind of just like stand there, like taking it all in. In the most sane thing that I've said all, (laughs) the whole time the party's known me, I just go, it's this way. (laughs) And then I just like, I dash through immediately without like paying attention to whether or not the others are following me.
4: Excellent. So you dash into a large square room, similar to the hallway you've just been in, sort of rough hewn, uh, looks like it was built for function over form. The ceiling is, let's say, 12 feet High, sort of a deep room, um, and what you see are essentially six rectangles, stone rectangles, carved out of the ground and the ceiling. So there's one on the bottom, one above, uh, and you can see wind traveling between them. So there are six of these. They line the east wall and the west wall. The one closest to you on the west wall is empty. There's no wind traveling between it. But uh, for all the others, all of these spaces seem to be roughly seven feet long and about uh, four feet wide. Are they hollow? Like is wind coming out of them and into them? Yes, yeah. Okay. So uh, think of it almost as like a vent on the floor and a vent on the the ceiling. Which way is the wind blowing,
2: up or down, from floor to ceiling or ceiling to floor? Uh, You can't quite tell. Of course, it's wind. How would I know what that looks like? That makes sense. (laughs) You can
1: always go up to it. Back yeah, in the other <laughs>
3: room, I pick up Frank in the torch because I don't want him to get left behind and then I, I bang my, my mug on the ground uh, and have another drink and just go to follow the crowd. Okay, so you're all now standing in this room. Yeah, what do you want to do? I guess I'll,
2: I'll test out this these wind columns. Um, how will I do that without minimizing damage to myself?
3: I look at him and yell, throw a coin! No,
2: oh, man, I need these. Uh, throw Alan's coin! <laughs> I'll cut off Just a tiny sort of like bit of fabric for my hood because it's nice and light that way. And I'll just kind of throw it up into one of the
4: air columns. So um, the piece of fabric gets sucked in the sort of wind column. Mm -hmm. uh, And you see it kind of fly up towards the ceiling, Mm -hmm. down towards the floor, and then it stabilizes in the middle and just floats there. I reach my hand into the wind column. Same thing happens to your hand. You can feel the wind kind of buff it up and down, uh, but then finds a stabilization point. Okay. Yep. The wind is
2: coming from both the floor and the ceiling, guys, and it's it's meeting right in the middle. I don't know why
3: that one over there isn't doing anything. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I've walked over to the other one and I'm not really listening. And I look over and go, this one doesn't work.
1: We're in dim light, eh?
3: Yes, although okay. um,
4: because Butthole just brought in, uh, I have a Frank torch, torch. and bringer. As the room becomes illuminated, you notice up against the north wall there are um, sort of six small boxes with latches. Oh, I'm Quinny's heading over there. Sure,
1: I am accompanying Quinny.
4: Great. I'm going to try and open them. Yep. How many are there? There are six. Six. I'm going to open all of them? So you you throw them all open. They seem to be filled with a few sets of robes. Um, Mm. What look to you to be kind of basic kit stuff. So, you know, toothbrushes, combs, that sort of thing. Uh, I get the sense they're probably foot lockers. You also find 180 gold
3: between them.
2: Mind if I hang on to this, Alan? Let's put it up.
3: I look over at the guy and I go, I get it. These are beds. (laughs) They sleep here. That's their stuff. And then you lay down and you float. All nice. That's actually pretty intelligent
2: and makes a lot of sense. Uh, We'll sort out the gold in a second because I want to test this theory out. Classic Quinny.
4: Sure. And I full-on climb into one of the wind columns. It is the most comfortable you've ever felt. You float there, it is, your your entire body supported, it's very comforting.
3: I take out Frank and I put him in one of the beds, and then I go over to the next <laughs> one over and I take out the Peter Poplar and I put him in because they both need a rest after their hard work.
0: I walk over to each of the stones and I give them a gentle kiss on the forehead, <laughs> like I do this every night before I put all my stone friends to bed.
4: The torch snuffs out when you put it in the, uh, the wind bed.
0: Can I go over to the one column that's not blowing currently and inspect it and see if I can figure out Uh, If you can roll me
4: a perception check, please.
0: 18.
4: It certainly looks the same as the others. There doesn't seem to be any external damage, but on closer inspection, there seems to be a different sort of stone at the bottom. Looks like almost a gemstone that's cracked. If Quinny's now lying in like an air mattress, essentially, (laughs) um, does he see the the gem as well? For Quinny... You haven't been this comfortable since when you were just a wee, wee halfling growing up in your very stable, completely normal childhood home. me, I think you're actually legitimately in a moment of sort of reverie. But I will let you roll me a wisdom save to get out of this. Nine, nine. You just
3: love this. Yeah, this is no, just, I don't want to get this out real of good. This is good. I I'm look good. over at the Footlockers and then I, I look at Tornado Town, Terrence, and his rags. And I look at the footlockers and I look at Tornado Town Terrence and then I go over and I take out one of the robes and I go back to Tornado Town Terrence. I refuse to say his name short form. We're just going full form <laughs> the whole way through. And I just say, I think the first step to getting some of the Wind God is for you to get a Wind God outfit, man. This will look so good on you. And I offer him the robes.
0: I immediately take them and go, ooh, and I, <laughs> I disrobe without any paying any attention to my own <laughs> self-esteem. I'm not self-conscious completely naked, and then I put on these robes and I remember to take my stones out of the pockets of my rags and all my other possessions, and then put them into these robes.
4: The robes are very well used, but they are of a very fine material, and so they're, they're in pretty good shape. Uh, you do notice, however, that they're very long on you. You've got about a foot of fabric dragging.
0: I pull up the loose fabric and I like hike it up, and then I tie it into a knot around itself to create kind of like a capri. You
4: feel pretty good. This is this is the the nicest thing you've worn since your days as a as a windmill. So I'm going to give you one point of inspiration. Nice for how great you feel. And uh, butthole, I'm going to give you a point of inspiration as well
3: because you helped a friend. Thanks, man. <laughs> I say to Frank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm still looking at this uh, gemstone on this one column that's not working, uh, and I kind of like turn to everyone else and uh, I go like, Quarmy, Malin, come over here and take a look at the the thing I found. <laughs> no, you guys got it. I'm good.
1: Quinnie, you okay? I'm great. I mean, how great?
2: I haven't felt this good in a long time. You should climb into one of these things. This is amazing.
4: Bang. Okay, I I'm gonna
1: jump into the one beside him.
4: Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you hop in, and Alan. I don't think you've ever experienced true comfort in your adventures mm-hmm. so far. So this is kind of the first time you've been in in true luxury.
1: I could stay here forever.
4: Right. I'm gonna be honest
2: with you. I peed a little. <laughs> That's it's floating next to <laughs> you. Yeah. Which That's is kind of convenient because it's not like it wet the bed. It's like it's just there floating liquid. So,
1: Do you not have anything on under your tunic? What? You're not uncomfortable? Like wet?
2: I'm the most comfortable I've been in a long time. Well, I mean, kind he's of in a giant,
4: giant blow dryer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. he's, I'm already he's dry. He's dry and toasty.
3: So I go over to look at what he's talking about. Yeah.
4: Butthole, can you roll me an Arcana check,
3: please? Yeah, sure. Uh that would be a seven total. Is so, that a minus one? Yeah. Minus yeah. One <laughs> I have minus one arcana. Uh, oh my God.
4: You don't know, you don't know much about magic, uh, <laughs> but you do know something about breaking things. You have no idea what about its magical properties, but it almost looks like it was broken from within.
3: Yeah. I look at him and I'm like, well, this doesn't work. And then I drink more from my mug <laughs> and then I bang it on the ground to refill. And I rolled a one for the refill so it doesn't. It just goes, spadoik! <laughs> and nothing comes out of it. And I bang it again. And then I'm just like, fucking bullshit! <laughs> and I put it in my bag.
4: Awesome. So, uh, Tornado Town Terrence, Butthole, what are you guys doing?
0: Can I stand on the gemstone, the cracked gemstone in the column? Yep. So you hop in. Basically, the gemstone's maybe
4: four feet down in this Mm -hmm. uh, weedy casket. So you land down there, and looking up, you can see that uh, there's another one directly above you that Mm -hmm. isn't broken.
0: Can I pick up the gemstone?
4: You know, it's fixed to the ground, Mm -hmm. but you're a monk, so you just kind of like wedge it back and forth, and you're able to crack it out of the ground.
3: I look up and see the one in the ceiling. And how high up is it? It's 15 feet up. Are you a good jumper?
0: I am and can be.
3: Okay, yeah. what if we do this? Ooh. I can do like a crouch and put my hands together, mm-hmm. and if you jump in it, I can throw you up, and you do a sweet jump, and we can get the top one. hold, you want to roll me an athletics check? Oh, and yeah. Tornado Sound Terrence, if you could please
4: roll me an acrobatics check.
0: Twenty-three. Nice.
1: Eight.
4: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you you link your hands together and you're like, well, one, two, three. And you kind of struggle. But you know, Tornado Town Terrence he had this all along, so he just puts one foot on your shoulder and leaps up into the air. Yeah, I'm really like a small stool to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you crack that thing out of the ceiling. Uh, you drop down. It looks like a mirror image of the one, uh, the broken one, mm-hmm. except it's fully intact. I think okay. Quinny in like the throes of luxury, kind of like his eyes roll and he like
2: looks over and they focus on what appears to be a very precious looking stone, and his pupils like dilate, and all of
4: a sudden like he doesn't want to be in the bed anymore. Okay, roll me a wheel save, please. Wisdom. Wisdom save. God damn it, fifth edition. Uh, so that's gonna be a nineteen. You kind of come out of your reverie just enough to see it. And even though the pull of the wind is strong, you manage to edge your way out. Okay. It's like rolling off the top of a bunk bed. So right. you, you roll, you know, you hit the floor hard. I like
2: sprint over to you guys. Like I run so hard that in that short distance I'm already kind of a little sweating, a little out of breath. i like Hey, so, what,
0: uh, what 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 do you got there? What's <laughs> up, guys? And I hand over the gemstones, Get ah, some sort of pretty stone, I don't know. Can't goosh anyone's face with it, so it's not worth anything to me. Oh, so man. I
3: I take the broken one and say, let me try something, and then I fart on it. And then I look at it to see if anything happened. I
0: immediately seize up, sensing the change in wind in the room from the <laughs> fart. Like, I am preternaturally sensitive to any Sting, air pressure change. wind. <laughs> anything. <laughs> And I just kind of like get kind of like a fight or flight response immediately.
4: The fart quickly dissipates. It seems to split though. Half of it is immediately sucked into the whole stone. The other one kind of has it for a bit and then cracks a little bit more. And then you can just kind of smell it wafting back out.
3: So I'm going to take some of my rope and I'm going to tie a sling around the, the stone that holds it. It's like a speedo, like one of those Borat ones where it does like the V over the chest and around. And then it holds the stone right over my B hole on the outside of my armor so that every time I fart, it'll fart in. <laughs> Into this down.
4: All right. I wish I could stop you from doing that.
0: <laughs> was there, I, was I there another exit in the room that we came from?
4: Yes. So, in the hallway you came from, there was the hole in the ground to the north. Right. There was the doorway through which Alan heard nothing to the left, and then there was the one you went through.
0: I kind of yelled at everyone like, this room's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one of the other uh, doorways.
4: You make your way back across the hall. I assume you boot open the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside, looks like uh, sort of a, a rough kitchen. Same sort of room. Same dimensions. There's sort of a large central table with some plates on it that are all stacked up in a corner. You can see against one side, there's a lot of cooking implements. There's sort of a rough stove with an old fire pit under it. Doesn't look like it's been used in quite some time. But based on your familiarity with wind, you notice that all of the cooking utensils hanging from the wall seem to shift as you come into the room.
0: Okay, I inspect the room to see if there's any opening for airflow. You see that there's venting that
4: seems to exist for the stove. But in terms of a cross breeze, there's nothing in here that should be doing that.
3: I, in the other room, go, come on, guys, we got to go with him. And I yank Frank out of one of the wind beds and I put him in my backpack. And then I yank Peter Poplar out of one of the wind beds and put him in my backpack. And then I grab Alan by the ankle and yank her out of (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> the good news is that both of them passed their wisdom saves, so they can come with you. Uh, Alan, can you roll me a wisdom save, please? Sure. 18. So you're pulled out of the bed, you hit the floor hard as the butthole drags you by the ankle.
3: Uh, you bash your head, but it's not worth ah. damage. And then I try to pick her up and put her in my backpack like the rocks.
1: <laughs> no, I can walk. I-, I can walk. I can walk.
3: Then you're this time scout.
2: Get out there, sport! As the last one to leave the room, I just kind of turn around and think like six chests, six beds. They left everything in the chest. The beds are empty. Um, I'm going to reach into my Burglar's Pack and I'm going to run a piece of string. I have string and a bell uh, among my things in my Burglar's Pack. I'm going to run it along basically the opening that we're going through and tie it off at the bell and hopefully have sort of like an advanced alarm system of if anyone's coming up behind us.
3: Okay, sure. Yep. And I put a hand on Quinny's shoulder and go, don't forget the gold, bud. Uh, and then I stagger off after everybody else. Oh, you're you're getting drunk, eh?
4: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> that mug just kept refilling the whole
4: way here. Jeez. Oh, you all into the room. Can you all please roll me a perception check? Natural 20 for Quinny.
0: Same for me.
1: Nice. I got 24 I total. I see everything. I
4: yep. rolled a 22 total. Holy <laughs> shit. So as you, you all come in, you, you can see the phenomenon that uh, Tornado Town Terrence saw when he came in, where there seems to be something darting around the room, kind of like shuffling things and, and pushing them. Since both of you rolled 20s, I'm going to say if you're really focus, you're able to see it almost has shape. It's like a, a sort of a ball, uh, an orb of wind. Is it moving with any sort of obvious intent? It looks to be moving the way a scared animal would move if cornered.
3: I just say, hey, wind orb, we're friendly. We just want to say hi. Can you roll me a persuasion check, please? Natural one. Ooh. Jesus Christ. The wind
4: seems to, to freeze, n- noticing that it's been seen, and then it flies hard right at your face. Luckily, it's wind and... It would be normally kind of horrible, but you're like, this is... I'm just <laughs> I just going to say...
3: I inhale the wind. (laughs) You can't.
4: You try to, and you sort of cough and choke a bit, but it doesn't seem to be going in. It seems almost as though it's bound into this form.
3: I do like a camera take to Goblin Jr. where I'm like, what? (laughs) Goblin uh, Jr.'s like,
0: snarf, snarf. I have proficiency in bagpipes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So presumably my lung capacity's pretty good. (laughs) It sure is. Can I try to inhale the wind into my lungs? Yeah, you sure can. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can you roll me a... (laughs)
1: Proficiency in bagpipes.
4: What the hell would you roll for that? Uh, I'm going to say, because you're you're breathing in, can you just roll me, I guess, uh, an athletics? Eight. I'm going to give you advantage on that since you have bagpipe proficiency, Mm -hmm. so you can roll that again and take the better... 17. The first inhale on the bagpipe is always a bit rough, but that second one, so... um, That second hit of the bagpipe. Close your eyes, (laughs) you you focus, and you just take a (laughs) mighty breath in. The wind uh, sort of fills your lungs, and all of a sudden, you can kind of hear a scared voice
3: in your head. It's like, please, please, help me, you must help me.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction
1: producers flourish.
3: Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5E, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified Del Borovic is baffled Guy Bradford is bewildered Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual And me, Ryan Laplante, the DM I'm the only person who knows what's going on We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30pm EST And every Friday, after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing.